Well, Scott's busy practicing his endurance twerking. Justin and Eli are getting painting lessons from Gertie. Stacy and Arnold are in the copy room, and we don't know what they do. And Tom's in Argentina, so all must be right in the world, because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 107, for the week of Wednesday, 12 March, 2014. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Adam. This episode's being brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Kaido Revoltek Yamaguchi Evangelion Production Model 8 Plus O2, and our discussion topic is the greatest toy line of all time, Power Rangers. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you all doing? I'm excellent. Thank you. I'm good. <laughs> Adam, I, I know you're good, but we haven't heard from you in a while, so what have you been up to? Uh, not a lot. Um, a lot of being lazy and sitting around the house, really. Uh, we've got our cat enclosure put in. Nice. That's good. Cats love it. Um, we now need to put in a cat flap so they can go in and out at their leisure rather than coming and pestering us for it. Um, Very nice. Now, and how much, how much of this did you end up doing yourself, Captain Practical? Not too much. We just put in the door, external door frames that we wanted because we wanted screen, uh, I guess it's screen door, screen door, fly screen doors with snib locks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just so it was convenient to get in and out of. Um, and other than that, we just paid a person to do the rest. Oh, mm. good stuff. Now, mm. will they go from the outside, like right into the house through that flap or? Yeah, so we have a, a sunroom that's been their cat room for the entire time of year, so it's where all the litter trays are. So we'll just put a, a cat flap in that room and they can just go in and out of there and then during the middle of the day we'll probably just, when we're out, we'll just close the door into that room so they can't come in and drop dirt and whatever else. <laughs> whatever else. How yeah, many, well... How many cats One of them, have? we've got two. We had three and had one, sadly, put down uh, last week. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. So, thank you. Um, so otherwise, you know, there's one of them that just goes outside and the first thing he does is roll in the dirt. Um, <laughs> so, and he's also the one that's most likely to run in and out all day. So I'd rather not have him run in, drop a whole lot of dirt and then run back out and get more. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty cool. H- have they, are they enjoying it? Yes. Yeah. Good. They spend large amounts of time outside. Hey, good on you. When you originally were talking about cat enclosures, I thought maybe, you know, you were getting a, you know, a cougar or something what? to put out there. <laughs> no, I've only, I've got the one off. I don't need a cougar to go with it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what about you, Mr. Mr. Ben? You've been, uh, uh, building anything? Uh, I haven't actually. I've been, I went to Melbourne for work and, uh, was very fortunate to catch up with Scott for dinner. Yeah. A, uh, a most excellent dinner companion and uh, versatile conversationalist, and um, Scott was good too. <laughs> so, but uh, I couldn't have an episode of the Action Figure Blues without Spider Watch. 
and uh, uh, coming right on the heels of uh, our episode a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the Red Death living in my front yard. Um, the other night I was driving home and I got in the car, drove about sort of... Uh, you know, 10 or 15 metres down the road and wasn't really paying much attention. And then when I was, you know, finished getting my act together, I looked out and saw a bloody great huntsman spider on the windscreen of my car. And, of course, by now I'm sort of accelerating up to the speed limit. And, you know, in that moment where you've got to actually decide and go, um, it's on the outside, okay, that's all right, just don't panic, or um, it's on the inside, I need to swerve into a tree and die in an inferno, <laughs> fiery inferno. Um, fortunately, it was on the outside. And, uh, you know, I think I understand where the whole Spider-Man Spider-Sense thing comes from because just when I, re- I reached for the windscreen wiper, it, um, it went up over the top, like up the top and disappeared. Um, and I just wasn't quick enough and I thought, oh man, what am I going to do? And I'm driving along, still heading home and I look in the rear vision mirror and there it is climbing down the back window of the car. And I thought, ah, oh, geez, I thought, you know, I'd be going fast enough. You know, by now I'm doing about 3,000 kilometers an hour trying to shake it off. And uh, on the way home, it, it proceeded to climb all over the car. And it was quite unnerving when I sort of had to slow down and stop at the traffic lights. And as I'm sitting there, I sort of turn my head and I'm looking out the the window of my door. And there it is right on the outside of the window, um, just mocking me. And, uh, yeah, so when I got home, I thought, what am I going to do? If I, if I can't find this spider, I can either not tell my wife and feel really guilty or I can tell her and then she'll never get in the car again. But um, when I got home, I, I, I leapt out, commando rolled out of the car, <laughs> and uh, I had a quick look around and there it was right in the middle of the passenger door. So it... Um, it, it met its fate at the end of my shoe, but uh, that was an entertaining drive home. So, <laughs> did the neighbours get to see that? No, no, no. It was actually quite late at night, and that's what I was also worried about—that I wouldn't be able to see it. So, uh, and thus concludes this uh, this week's entry in Spider Watch. Oh, that, that was pretty good. One. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? The, the Huntsman. I don't know whether you guys get the Huntsman spider in the US. It's um, it's probably our biggest spider, and it um. They they actually don't produce webs, so they have this really horrible tendency of um, jumping on their prey. So they'll quite often, you know, you'll get a moth flying around a light, and so they'll crawl up the wall onto the ceiling, and then they'll sit above, you know, the light, and then just when they time it, they'll actually drop from the ceiling and try and catch their prey on the way down. Uh, it's um, it can be quite unnerving if you're sitting nearby. I, I would imagine. I'm unnerved just <laughs> listening. <laughs> anyway, we should probably move on. Uh, how was your week, Mr. Nerd? Well, I I didn't wait till last minute this year, and I actually did my taxes over this last week, so uh, <laughs> that was all the excitement for me. It was kind of weird because I was loading the software, and um, I realized that this is my quote-unquote new computer, or how I've always thought of it, and... Hmm. Uh, I've got four versions of tax software on here, so I was thinking, man, I've had this for four years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it seemed like, you know, 10 years ago, new computers, you know, a year or two, and you're like, oh, I need a new computer, but I, I hadn't even thought of that with this one. So, kind of strange. Oh, nice. You know, mm-hmm. I guess they're getting 
more established and we just don't need as much power as we used to because it seemed like, you know, oh, I need a new one for more power or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Are you able, are you able to claim your computer for depreciation or anything like that? Um, because of Mrs. Nerd's business, we probably could claim some of that stuff, but, uh, I, mine, I can't, you know, it's just, it's just mine. It's a shame. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I, I live. <laughs> I was doing that. Well, is there anything else I could claim? You know, can I get a social security number for the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's worth a try. Yeah, they frown on that. Yeah, they're pretty harsh. The little, uh, the little audit alert thing comes up on the software and goes, "You may not want to do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a news, uh, a news story the other day that uh, Apple. The Australian branch of Apple um, took in revenue of $27 billion, yet they paid $230 million tax. <laughs> so they also got pretty good accountants. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They must have better software than I do. <laughs> mm, that's right. That's right. So, well, yeah. since, speaking of news, let's, uh, let's move on and go to some articulated news. Oh, excellent segue. I, I was trying. Well, before we get to our main features, we like to start each episode with just a tad bit of news. And Articulated News is where we talk about the latest events, announcements, um, happenings, doings, um, if you will, in the toy and collectible world. You know, we're not going to have everything here, so don't expect us to read the Internet to you. Um, but these are just things kind of caught our eye and that we're interested in. You know, you may not be interested in, but we are, so this is what you get. And Adam has our first piece of news that caught our eye this week. So, Adam? Thank you, John. Uh, the first item I have is NECA have released shots of their Batman Arkham Origins quarter-scale Batman. Um, so I think it was, they've said it was on display at Toy Fair, um, but it's you know, the Arkham Origins style uh, Batman. So he looks like he's a dude in pretty much full body armor. Um, it's a very, very non-traditional Batman look as far as I'm concerned. Comes with a, uh, brain and a grapnel gun, 18 tall, over 25 points of articulation, and a real fabric cape, which probably explains why sometimes you can't even see it. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> for the bulk of his body. Um, I have to question the, the guys that put out the promo shots for this, and they took a guy who's dressed in black and grey and shot it against a grey background. Yeah. Uh, a dark grey background at that. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't mind this. I mean, I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to, to the bat costume, but I mean, if you're going to do it, do it properly. And I actually, this looks really good. I think there's a, a an element of realism to it that is so much better than the Nolan movies. Like, you know, he actually looks like he's got proper greaves and, and everything on over the top of the costume. And even just the way the, um, like the shoulder armor looks like it's sort of strapped on. Um, I actually think it looks really good. I think it's quite a, a good design. I mean, you know, it's not the, the version I'd like to see in the comics, but um, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I think it's kind of cool how everything's, like, laid out. Like, even the way his cowls fit in there, 
and you can hmm. see the little rivets on them and stuff. I, I think that's that's cool because it looks like it fits together. You know, yeah. It, yeah, it looks like actual pieces. Yeah, I guess it does look like a first pass effort at a costume rather than something you've been doing for years and years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, and no. refining. Yeah, I don't mind it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, Go Hero. Uh, have announced their George Wallace Rocketman figure. Um, so this, so, this has got nothing to do with Elton John. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. It's uh, it's no nowhere near zero hour. <laughs> so this is uh based on the Fison. I assume that's how we say it. Uh, one six scale body. So you get a, a George Wallace face, the metal helmet. You get a the jetpack. Uh, a three-inch rocket ship. You get three sets of swap-out hands. Apart from the hands he comes with, you get a ray gun and uh, looks like some kind of Gatling-y gun thing. Um, figure stand, high-grade special packaging, leather belt with mini buckle, uh, leather jacket, portable radio, control panel with adjustable knobs. Uh, yeah, so you get quite a bit. I like it. Yeah, I like it's, it. it definitely has that kind of, the look about it, it looks like it's deliberately meant to be from that era, like it's not meant to look ultra-realistic for what it would be in a modern day. It, it's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Go Hero have been doing some great kind of um, pulp slash vintage stuff, um, you know, with their Doc Savage, et cetera. Um, I, I really like it. I think, you know, the fact that they're actually getting this stuff out there, it's not like, you know, there's a lot of Rocket Man product out there, and I mean, if somebody's going to be doing Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, and all those great sort of um, vintage properties, then uh, do it well. And I think they have. Mm. I like the portrait uh, on it. The portrait's just—it mm. looks like a guy from that that era too. Yeah, yeah, he's got the hair happening, and yeah. yeah I, I so. Do. So there's going to be a thousand of these produced, and it's going to be two hundred sixty dollars US. Yeah, this stuff tends to be pretty darn limited, so it's it's definitely worth getting in. Hmm. Yeah, obviously a precursor to the Rocketeer. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Moving on to the next thing, um, the current Lego polybag with purchase giveaway item uh, for March 2014. We have a new 52 Martian Manhunter. Uh, the deal is you spend $75 or more at shop.lego.com and he's yours. <laughs> For Australians, um, I'm pretty sure that $75 does not include your shipping because otherwise you've basically got it guaranteed. You could buy just about a two cent piece and, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so is this, have you seen this up anywhere in Australia? I mean, I saw this on Facebook and it's been mentioned on all the toy news sites, but have you seen any signs in, you know, your local Toys R Us or anything indicating that we can get it? I haven't seen it there, no, but, I mean, it's you have to buy it through the Lego store, mm. like the Lego online store, which is, it, they do this kind of thing every month. Um, if you're on the, if you subscribe to their newsletter thing, you get told about it, um, and it is up on their the website for Lego Australia, um, but it's just one of those pain in the ass things that you pay retail and the shipping mm. for anything that you you get from Lego. dot com. Yeah. So you you are basically paying seventy five bucks um, minimum for an item, and then you're paying for your shipping. So I guess you're basically saying if you wanted the seventy five dollars worth of other Lego, you 
for the cost of your shipping, you get a minifig. Mm. Hmm. Well, moving on to the next item that I've got, we have figure arts announcing another figure art zero item in the Dragon Ball Z universe, and this time it's uh, Freezer in his final form, and it's not just his final form, it's at his super uber bogged up steroid pose final form for when he's in his last fight with Goku, um, and he's got, you know, a bit of dust slash energy stuff coming off his feet, he's got uh, key flare-ups around his shoulders, and he's missing the tip of his tail because it's been cut off. Spoilers. Uh, oh, damn it. Yeah. Do you know, whenever you talk about this stuff, Adam, I reckon I understand about every third word. Yeah, you, you just got to get on it. It was one of the great series of all time. Of all yeah, time. I have heard good things. Um, if you do, I highly recommend you watch Kai rather than the original because they basically, Kai is they kept it back to what was in the, the manga um, rather than all the filler crap that, that went in and made it about a third again as long as it needed to be. Right. Yeah. What about his feet? That's just his normal feet. Huh. He's only got three toes or something from memory. Oh, so he's like my suck. cousin. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Inbreeding. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I haven't seen prices for it. Oh, have I? I'm just trying to think. Big Bad might have it for sale. Um, I'll come back to that one if Arnold's out of the copy room. Um, the... Other bit of Dragon Ball Z related news, and it's my final bit of news for the night, is that there is news that Funko are going to be doing a Dragon Ball Z line in Funko Pop. Um, I believe these are going to be out in September was the word that I'd heard. Um, so far, they've only released art for them. Uh, so we've seen a Perfect Cell, a Final Form Freezer, Super Saiyan Goku, uh, Piccolo, and the original Saiyan Saga Vegeta. Um, yeah, they look more or less like you'd expect them to. I don't know that I'd necessarily get any. I might get a Vegeta and I might get a Cell, but that'd be about it. Hmm. Hmm. You know, once you get one, you'll have one of them all. That's right. Yeah. Except I don't really like some of those characters much, so. Uh, yeah. I could see that. Hmm. And, and speaking of, uh, maybe not getting them all, uh, Funko also put up this week, uh, Muppets Most Wanted Pop Vinyl pictures. So, if you've ever wanted your Muppets uh, in pop vinyl, I think they've done some Muppets before, but uh, these are obviously themed to the upcoming movie. Yes. And uh, we got Animal, Kermit, Piggy, uh, Sam the Eagle, and uh, Swedish Chef. So, hmm. the Swedish Chef, he's kind of cool looking. He's got like a spoon in one hand and a wrench in the other hand. Yeah. And uh, we call one of our dogs a uh, Mupp. Because he looks like animal, so um, we we probably will have to have the the animal in our house. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Do you have a uh, a favorite Muppet? I do, and it's it's Fozzie. So yeah, um, he's he's not in this this group. E- excellent choice. Um, nice. My uh, my other favorite, probably of the newer Muppets, is Pepe. I love Pepe. <laughs> but, I don't know why. I just like his sense of humor. So yeah. It's the dad jokes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, he, he's got a, uh, Pepe's got that, you know, oh, I'm gonna say something and you're not gonna understand it. And, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be funny to me kind of thing going, so. Yeah. Plus he just sounds hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I love Pepe. Well, besides that, 
this week, um, the folks over at Boss Fight Studio have uh, teased some of their upcoming uh, Kickstarter project. And these guys, um, you know, they had done some of the work for the G.I. Joe Collectors Club on uh, some of the the upcoming box set. And I think they had done some work previously. But they are, I believe, all ex either Hasbro employees or Hasbro contractors and and they really know what they're doing sculpting and design wise um so um, they've been teasing and one of the things that they've been teasing is a Greek mythology line and I'm assuming this is their their part of their kickstarter but uh they're a 4 inch line of figures and from what we've seen so far I, I think it looks pretty cool cuz they're showing like a a Greek soldier with the the helmet sword shield and a uh, Medusa figure with the the snake body, and mm. from what we can see of the sculpt of the Medusa head, it looks pretty cool. Now you said that's going to be a three and three quarter line. Yeah, I don't see how the hell they're going to get that level of telling that Medusa head into every production one. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. But if anybody can do it, it would probably be these guys <laughs> because they uh, they they kind of know what they're doing. So, and, and they're you know. They're big into GI Joe, and uh, so they're they're. If you see some of the other shots here, it looks like the articulation is going to be like a GI Joe articulation model, where it's it's going to have some, um, some decent articulation to it as well. It's not just going to be little little stations. So, mm-hmm. so uh, getting a Medusa in that scale will be cool for a lot of us out there because uh, I know like uh, I have a bunch of the Clash of the Titans figures, you know, the vintage ones, and there's no Medusa in that line, which is yeah. probably yeah. Not, not cool. So um, yeah. to be able to get a Medusa, I think, is kind of neat. So it, yeah. it'll be be interesting to follow them kind of coming along, you know, as they grow as a company, because they also do contract work. I, this is like their side project. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they do regular toy work. This isn't like somebody, hey, I'm going to start this in my garage because I think I can make toys better than, you know, the companies out there. They actually work, you know, in the toy biz. So, um, and, and they're collectors and I think they get it. So I, I'm, I'm very yeah. keen to follow them. Hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Well, also revealed this week, Mezco, uh, had a 15 inch good guy Chucky coming out. So if you need a, 15 inch, you know, Chucky to terrorize your coworkers, wife, <laughs> dogs. Uh, this is the clean version, which I think we had talked about a while back on the show that, you know, they recently it seems like the clean version of Chucky just hasn't been coming along. Um, did we also talk about the fact that, you know, surely every variation of Chucky must be made? I mean, you know, they just seem to keep bringing out Chucky pieces and it's kind of like there's a 15 inch and a 16 inch and then there's a the life size and then there's this. And I just would have figured that they had every permutation covered by now. And if, you know, if you're a Chucky fan out there, you must have enough Chuckies to satisfy your Chucky needs. Well, it's the new Chucky fans. <laughs> You know, you, you, from from the new ser- new uh, the new adventures of Chucky. Well, well see, you cartoon would, show now airing. <laughs> you, you would you would buy this one, and you know when your kid's about six, you, know, <laughs> you give it to him, and then you know over the years you just kind of swap them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Apparently, yeah. this one uh, also talks. Uh, 
he says, my name is Chucky to far more sinister phrases. So we will have to wait and see what he actually says. I mean, the one thing going for Chucky is he does sound good when he talks. Um, so I think, you know, the talking one would be an, an awful lot of fun because the voice actor used to sound quite menacing. So I wonder if there'll be a R rated version of him. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Well, not if you're going to give it to your six year old, but no, well, that's right. No, no. You know, I'd also put the doll in the crib that the head spins all the way around on its own, but you know, that's why I probably don't have kids. <laughs> Well, I mean, it could be good for your six-year-old to, to express themselves. I mean, you know, if you're one of those parents who doesn't like your children swearing, but, you know, they really need to just get it out and say what they feel, then, you know, they could uh, express themselves via the Chucky doll. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's something people are going to encourage the kids to do. Yeah, I mean, you can just, it's like, okay, you know, let, let, let's go, little Johnny. It's time to clean up your room. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a horror convention going on this weekend, and... uh Tank from uh, Underscoop Fire, who who was on the the horror episode with me, he's mm. out there and he had posted a picture yesterday. It looked like a kid dressed as the uh, as Sam from Trick or Treat <laughs> at one of the tables. So if you go to no, a horror convention and dress your kid as Sam, you you you're probably parenting <laughs> right. Uh, that's good. So, well, one last little bit of news from me, and that is uh, Lego. Our could you say it for us, Adam? Lego. Thank you. For the uh, South Australians. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and it's the Jawa Sandcrawler. And this set looks huge. It looks, you know, like it's got a ton of pieces. It's eight mm. inches high, six inches wide. Um, that's, nine, that's huge. Nine inches high, six inches wide, 18 inches long. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good size. Um, treads, you know, it's got the, opening front deck and panels on the side, but then it it really does open up and it looks like there's a interior that's, you know, like Jawa droid part sorting uh, mechanism going on there with a little roller conveyor and stuff. So, uh, you know, there's some definite detail going on in this. And mm. I think we were talking, it's got what, seven minifigures? Yeah. Yeah. Luke, Uncle Owen, C-3PO, four Jawas. Um, Three different R2, R1 units, a Gonk Droid, R5D4, and a Treadwell. So maybe not quite the uh, the exact movie droids, but uh, some pretty cool ones still. Yeah. It's interesting because, um, so it says on there it's uh, 3,296 pieces, but um, there's been a number of the Kusu uh, projects for doing sand crawlers, and this doesn't look really exactly like any of them, but it might also explain why, despite those doing very well, they haven't actually made a, a Kusu one, because they may have already had something in the works. Yeah, and, you know, this one looks like it's pretty well engineered as well, I have mm. to say. Now, it looks so, like it's... so what's the, the actual status of this? So is this a piece that will be commercially available? Yep. Will it be yep. a, like, a, like a website only, do you think? You'll have to work uh... I'm just trying to think because it's in the that Ultimate Collector series, which means it's going to be very expensive. Um, I don't know if it'll be website only, but it'll be very hard to get otherwise at retail. So if you do want it, I would suggest you probably want to get it from Lego.com. Or probably a Lego store maybe might have it too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you're looking at those. It's got a crane that comes out of the front once you open the front panel. That That's kind of neat. So you can hoist your droids up in the so air. What, what was the price on this sucker? I don't has not been announced. think we have it. I, I was thinking, wasn't the um, Ewok Village around 250 Yeah, probably. Probably about the, this complexity. Yeah. For Australians, just start finding a good price for your kids now. Mm, also. Hmm. Mm. No, it's good to see stuff like this is, is still a possibility. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Doesn't look quite like the one in the game, the Lego game, but it, it's actually kind of close now, and I'm thinking about it. Hmm. Excellent. Well, must be my turn. It is your turn. Sensational. All right. Now, during the week, we um, got a bit of a sneak shot of one of the new Godzilla pieces. Obviously, with the new movie coming out, we're going to be bombarded with merchandise. Uh, yay, team, because I'm quite excited. Um, I remember being really disappointed when um, Attack of the Giant Lizard Monster came <laughs> out um, a decade and a half ago from Roland Emmerich, and uh, I was completely shattered when I actually saw what the, um, the giant monster lizard looked like. Uh, I can't even refer to the film by name. Name, um, because it means uh, it meant at the time that I didn't want a single piece of the merchandise. This time around, however, he actually looks pretty darn good and, uh, and a lot closer to the sort of that, that classic Godzilla styling. But it um, it seems like every company out there, in some way, seems to be getting their hands on the license and doing something. And in this particular case, it's uh, Jack Specific. Uh, who are very well known for bringing us the uh, assorted wrestling and MMA figures. Um, and they've got a shot of what is basically called the ultimate large-scale Godzilla figure, which is um, ultimate large-scale Godzilla. Yeah, it sounds a, I don't know, a bit of an oxymoron there. Uh, anyway, this is a, a huge piece. This guy is, um, he only has 12 points of articulation, but then, you know, I don't know how much you need. But basically, um, from head to tail, he's 43 inches long. So um, that's just, that's that's monstrous. I mean, three and a half feet long. I mean, most of Godzilla is tail. Um, I think about two-thirds of his length is actually tail. But this is a huge, huge toy, and I, for one, am very excited. Um, if I can see this, uh, if I can find this locally, I, I think I'll have to get it. He could battle your Chucky. Well, that's right. That's right. I mean, th- these are the sorts of things that, you know, you really do hope turn up locally because it would be so um, cost prohibitive to actually pick this up off eBay and get it sent. Um, so, you know, you, you really are relying on seeing this locally to to get things like this. So I'll be keeping an eye out for that one because I'm excited. Um, my next bit of news comes from uh, Kotobukaya, and they have put up a, a bit of a prototype image of their new and upcoming one-sixth Wonder Woman artifact statue, uh, sculpted by somebody, rather, Matsumoto, who also worked on the uh, For Tomorrow Superman figure. Um, so, you know, it's got all the usual sculpt in progress, not final, pending license or approval, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the proto, um, it actually looks quite good. It's a bit different. Um, this is Wonder Woman with... Um, Bit of a loincloth, and she's got quite the uh, quite the cloak going on here, and she's got it wrapped around her. The drapery, the sculpting, the drapery is actually quite nice. Um, I'm not a nice too. Well, that's right. I mean, it all looks quite nice. It's all sort of Wonder Womanish, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Artifacts line. I mean, I think this is something Scott's definitely um, down for. Um, I'd like to see it fully painted up. 
see how they manage that. But um, I, I think it's actually coming on quite nicely. Yeah, she's very anime, like you would expect. But yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, no release dates or anything like that. So I'm sure eventually when we get a, a fully paid prototype, we'll get a, a, a um, release date and probably a price on that. Um, in other news, uh, Hot Toys, the not makers of Star Wars figures, um, have put out a promo shot that conveniently shows a whole bunch of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, um, stuff. And, uh, geez, they are seriously gearing up for this figure. Um, Oh, sorry, for this movie, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, from the promo image, we can definitely see an, a couple, uh, a couple of different Captain America figures. There's also definitely a Winter Soldier because you can see some, um, some promo shots of, um, of the actual movie character, but you can see a figure there with a, a metal arm. There's also a Scarlett Johansson Black Widow figure. Uh, looks like there's uh, quite a lot of extras. It's kind of hard to tell exactly what we're going to get because uh, it seems just from this promo image, there's about five different Captain America shields. Obviously, you know, something happens in the film and he ends up um, removing the, uh, the, the sort of colour from his shield. Um, and there's, you know, several shields here. Some look like they're sort of battle damaged. Others look like they've been polished clean, etc. So, um, yeah, if you're collecting the Marvel movie Hot Toys figures, you're going to be pretty happy with what they're doing with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I think. What do you think that white item is on the right middle? Just hack. I'd, if I had to say anything, I'd say, yeah, it's the middle of um, the Falcon's wings. So I'd say that's the pack that goes on his back and then the, the wings extend out from that, if I had to guess. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks, from the, the picture, all the Captain Americas look the same. Like, I'm I'm not seeing sort of variations in the costume there. Um, we know that he ends up with that blue costume that's similar to what he had um in, in the comics, but, um, yeah, there's a few things going on there, but it certainly seems to be plenty of extras. You can see sort of at least, you know, eight sets of hands and multiple sort of masked and unmasked heads, etc. So, um, yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, it is. I, I quite, I mean, I still haven't actually succumbed to it because I'm, I'm more of a um, comic accurate collector, but, um, you can't deny that they, they do, do this stuff very well. Um, the last bit of news comes from DC Collectibles, and we've got a promo shot of the, the new DC Collectibles uh, New 52 Red Robin action figure. And, uh, you know, this is going to please some and obviously not please others. Um, those that aren't so keen on the new uh, 52 won't really care about this, but um, DC Collectibles are actually really getting their act together. Um, I, I think the, the change to DC Collectibles has done them... Um, well, they, they really seem to be upping their game in terms of action figures and, you know, getting in that, um, ankle articulation. Some beautiful sculpts on these figures. Unfortunately, they are the new look characters. So this is Tim Drake for those that remember when he was just Robin the Boy Wonder kind of thing. Um, this new Robin is an interesting take. Um, he's now called Red Robin and he's got the, the weird wings out the back. I think someone on Critical Mess used to refer to him as the Chicken Ninja. So, um, <laughs> So anyway, this is obviously a proto, um, so, you know, there isn't any uh, knee 
articulation in the shot. I'd say it's got sort of that bare minimum just to sort of get the shot out there. But anyway, if you're collecting those figures, this is all be a, a pretty fun addition, given that we've had a few Batmans. Um, we can get this guy in there as well. Yeah. That's it from me. Well, good. I think that's a quite a bit of news, considering it's kind of post-Toy Fair time of year. Absolutely. <laughs> um, lots of good stuff going on out there. We'll be uh, right back after this with everybody's favorite podcast game. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. It's been a while since I've done this, you know, as part of the show because I haven't been here. But um, I'm Engineer Nerd. I'm also over at TV and Film Toys. And, you know, I play a sound or commercial clip and you guys guess where it's from. And we will get right to business because we will put last week's sound in right here. And aliens and codes be You're looking for So I'll ask you guys, guys. Oh, I actually ideas? think I think I know this one. Well, lay it on us, Ben. Is it Bucky O'Hare? It is Bucky O'Hare. Booyah! That one yeah, must have already got that. Been easier than um, I thought it was, but <laughs> uh, you know, it always it, lately I've been astounded at how fast people get these um, because it's like almost as soon as the episode drops. Um, you know, within a few hours, it seems like somebody's guessed it already. And, uh, this week that happened and it was, uh, Lukey Luke from the forum. So congrats, Lukey. Uh, Come on, Luke. We, we went over and, uh, gave you a point and, uh, you know, you can redeem that for, um, statue advice. <laughs> indeed. But, indeed. Yeah. Bucky O'Hare was kind of out of that. I, you know, I, I wasn't familiar enough with the character. So, um, I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> but uh, good for you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, nice to get back in the uh, the winner's uh, dais again. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Um, well, well, we'll see if you can get this week's sound, and we will put it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, her ice skating rink, please. Glided on a smooth surface, and she seems to figure skate. She's so graceful is fully posable. Love her hair. You can make a reverse, go straight, even do a figure eight. And we will play that one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, her ice skating rink. Place glided on a smooth surface and she seems to figure skate. She's so graceful. Is fully posable. Love her hair. You can make a reverse, go straight, even do a figure eight. Well, you guys know how this works by now. Um, you come over to the forum. That's afbforum.com. You know, our, our, we'll call it the mothership of the podcast. And, uh, you make your guess over there. And if you get the guess, you get a point and you can redeem that. Like I said, for statue advice, you know, we'll, we'll give you loads of good statue advice if you want to know what goes with something else. And, uh, if you'd rather, you know, do something visual because you're, you know, Maybe not as up on your toy commercials. Come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture version. And those have been going kind of, kind of cool too because, uh, been getting a lot of guesses on those and discussion. So that's been fun. And anyway, we'll come back with the, uh, toy of the week. Nah, 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 nah. Come, nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. 
Well, it's time for one of our fabulous feature segments, Toy of the Week. Every week we kind of look at one toy or collectible in detail. Sometimes they're odd, bizarre, um, unusual items from our collection, and sometimes they're new releases that are just pretty darn cool, and sometimes they're not. So we will find out what Adam has for us this week, because I'm not saying the name again. So, Adam? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, So, as introduced at the start of the show, I am reviewing the Kyoto Revoltech Yamaguchi Evangelion Production Model 8 Plus 2. So, for people that are planning to continue watching um, the Evangelion rebuild but aren't up to date, um, this includes me because I haven't watched any of it. Uh, Spoilers. Um, this isn't just something that sounds like what the fuck, which is what I thought when I first saw it announced. Um, it sounds like something happened somewhere in the show and you take the two Evangelion bodies and combine them. So there you go. So yes, it's vertically divided a pink and red robot thing, um, where the right hand side is pink and the left hand side is red. So I saw this, um, I think they announced it last year and I just went, what the hell is that? Like, really, what is... Because I already had an 8, and I already had a 2, and I was going, is this just some special edition thing? Are they just, you know, doing it as a limited release, and um, it's just some kind of exclusive, and hence the extremely high cost of it, or, or what was the deal with it? So I did a little bit of research, and no, it is actually going to happen in the in the show, so that's just weird in itself. Um, so it's essentially oh, like the Compound Hulk. Yeah, Except, you know, I think Compound Hulk did actually happen as well, but this sounds like it's going to be somehow explained with sense and logic. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, obviously, this is from Kyoto slash Revoltech. Um, it was released this year, and I got mine this year. It's an action figure, and it goes for $119 US. Um, you if you, yeah, if you can find it for such a price. Um, it comes in the standard Revoltech window box packaging. So it's uh, your cardboard box with a window. It's got the fantastic plastic tray that it sits in with a, the face platey tray that goes over the top. Uh, the box has the usual posing and content contents pictures on the back of it, um, and it's a highly collector-friendly box. Unfortunately, uh, I still don't understand exactly why they have this. I assume it's to prevent paint rub. But they put the, the skirts over all the joints like they do with all the Revoltech figures and it just frustrates the hell out of you and you take your toy out of the box and has to remove them. Um, so yeah, I, again, I, I thought it was an interesting choice, particularly with the price point because I figured, well, for that price, what have they actually done that's different? Because the, the easy and obvious thing to do would have been to just take, uh, the two figures that already existed, and somehow do half a mold and then um, put them together, but they don't seem to have done that. There's no mold line down the middle, um, so it looks like it is, therefore, pretty much an entirely new mold, although I assume they have just used half of each mold or whatever. Um, the paint apps on mine are pretty good. They're, there's no slop, but it's the um, Revoltech thing in the last six to nine months. They've started getting a bit a little bit sloppy with the paint, like it's um it doesn't look like it's as complete as it could be. So like the whites are a little bit kind of looked a bit airbrushed 
so there's a little bit of colour shows through in places, um, which, you know, is not the thing that you love the most for a $120 figure. <laughs> uh, the hands on the Evangelion figures changed. I'm trying to remember when they changed. It was sometime last year, so it was probably halfway through last year. They changed from um, having a a full Revoltec joint, so with the, the little Revoltec swivel joint in the middle and the two um, plug-in bits at each end that you'd plug one into a hand and one into the wrist. And they they changed those for the... Um, it's now just a, a pivot in the wrist that's built in, and I've, and it's those kind of hands in this, um, which I I don't mind so much. You don't really lose too much, but it, at the same time, it's just that inconsistency, and it kind of bugs me a little bit. I didn't have too much of a problem with the old one. You know, you could it was a bit of a pain if you had to plug uh, a hand off of the joint and whatever, but otherwise it was okay. Um, the choice of colours, well, it's what you expect from um, having seen Unit 2 and having seen Unit 8 and uh, comparing it to the anime series, it's pretty much spot on. It's certainly very colourful. It is. It's a little bit what-the-hell-are-you-trying-to-do <laughs> kind of colours. Um, can, can I just go back, Adam, and ask, if you actually pose this, this guy just sort of standing up, how how tall would it be to, say, the top of the head? Uh, I'm just having a look now. They're about... A six-inch figure, kind of height. It's the same as all the other Evangelions, and okay. they line up about a six-inch height. So yep, yep, yep. It's yep. um not overly tall. Um, as far as actually posing this, um, I've got one in a bit of a running pose, which I had to put a stand on it for, and it was a pain in the ass to then put it in the display cabinet. So I wasn't really happy with that, but you know, such is life. Um, the accessories it comes with are the usual stand. There's the the funny kind of speed motion foot stand thing that you can put on it instead. Uh, you get three swap-out handsets. You get apparently that's some kind of drone thing. Um, I wasn't sure what the hell it is. It looks a bit like a missile with some kind of force field blast off of it um, and an extender for that. There's a sword called... It's got some funny name. Uh, Barry. No, Barry's a normal name. Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott's a funny name. I think it's Magoros or something. Um, and an AT field. Um, a what? Yeah, just don't ask. I don't have Is that time. The octagon Is type it, stand. That's the octagon type thing. It's not a stand. Oh. Um, you would pose that in front of the figure, like a shield. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. What, what's the other, like, it looks like it has the regular Revoltec, you know, V stand, you know, with the little joints in it, but then yep. it looks like there's another one. So the other stand that, it, like, that's for, I think you put that next to the foot so it looks like it's a kind of speed thing going past the foot, as I can tell. Is I've there, not actually used them. Is there, like, another jointed stand to use to, like, like a tail to balance them, or? How do you mean? Um... In the bottom picture I'm looking at, it's the top right accessory. Okay, so that goes into, on the V-stand, if you look at the, the one above it, so that angled bracket thing, um, typically... Oh, actually, no, that is different. What is that for? Yeah, because they show it in one of sure. the other pictures. Um, two pictures up, they show it like a balancing yeah. stand. I've never used such a thing for that. 
I've just used the standard V stand for that, since you can revolt take the top part of a V stand down and balance it that way anyway. Yeah. Um, but if you just, if I had to use that tail stand just to make it stand up normally, I'd be pretty pissed. So I've never done that with any of them. I've only used the V stands, and that's only for ones that I want to have off the ground. Um, yeah, so it's a good, fun figure, but I'm not entirely sure that it was worth my money. I had just, you know, being completionist and hoping it goes through the roof or something on resale is the only other reason I'd have it. <laughs> um, and um, the the white being a bit faded or see-through is a bit of an issue and it's a bit of an ongoing issue. The hands changing, yeah, for me that's a personal issue. Um and the difficulty in posing it with the, without using a V stand for the pose I was after. I'm gonna take a couple of points off. I'm gonna say this is about a six out of ten. Hmm. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I would have thought it would have been higher than that. Eh. It's not something I, I would demand to have in an Evangelion collection, but, you know, being completionist, I figure I might as well get them all. <laughs> In your display, do you have the the original ones next to it on each side? I have an eight and I have a two, um, but I don't have them on either side of it because it's kind of where I can fit them in in that that particular display. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not the eight that it would be part of it. There were two versions of eight. There was an alpha and a beta, and I've got the alpha in that display. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. Well, very good, Adam. Very good. I'm impressed with it, but, you know, I'm easily impressed too, so. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that will wrap up Toy of the Week, and we'll be right back to talk about the new stuff we've added to our collections. It's the exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator. Batman's included. Pretend Robin is held prisoner. Batman's in the Batmobile. You can send him to the rescue. Imagine the villain uses the comic action activator to stop Batman as he crosses the bridge. He's made it in the nick of time. Set the activator, place Batman on it, and you can send him to the rescue. The exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator comes with Batman from the comic action heroes collection. Robin sold separately from Mego. Well, we're all here because we collect stuff and feeding addictions where we time to take time to kind of check in and see what everybody else has got and, uh, trade notes. And, um, this week, yeah, I didn't get anything. Like I said, I was doing that. <laughs> Fair enough to, to work out whether you can afford to get anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got tax uh, software. That's what I got. Outstanding, outstanding. Um, well, I've got a couple of things. Uh, the Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I keep raving about how much I'm enjoying the show, how much I'm enjoying the line. Um, one of the things I haven't really done is invested too heavily in the vehicles. Uh, I enjoy getting the, the actual figures and, uh, you know, being Playmates, they bombard with uh, vehicles. And um, I, I've picked up the the, the van and the um, the sewer layer playset, etc. but I've been holding off on some of the more um, that the individual vehicles, but recently uh, my Toys R Us had a sale on the vehicles, and I picked up the drop copter and the sewer cruiser. So I now have some means of transportation for the uh, for the boys to get around on. So I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out for for more of that. I'm quite enjoying them. What kind of vehicle is the sewer cruiser? Uh, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, I guess really it's a jet ski. Ah, if, if it was anything. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the, the best way to describe it. The Shell Razor is not out yet, is it? The the van? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been out for a while. Okay. Yeah, um, Kmart had them the cheapest. Okay. Um, in fact, I think it was probably about $15 cheaper than Toys R Us. Nice. Yeah. Now, but it wasn't like the van. It was like a subway car or something, wasn't it? Well, that's that's essentially what it is. That they've um, in the, the new series, uh, Donnie has sort of retrofitted a, uh, an old subway car, short one, and put some huge wheels and stuff on it. And uh, but, like I mentioned, I think it might have been on last week's show that the 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 toys are actually keeping pace with the the show. Uh, the you know the um, pretty much every episode brings us an, a new character of some description and they're getting those figures out to us and the, the same goes with some of the vehicles the only one we haven't seen yet is um they've got a submarine they get around in and uh, i'm hoping they'll eventually get around to that because i think that would be a, a lot of fun hmm. yeah can't that go was... wrong with that can't go wrong with that yeah so that was it for me what about you adam uh no no toys for me just some game of thrones um lcg stuff so some of the expansions and that's it cool Hmm. Anything cool or unusual in that stuff? That uh, no, there's just a bunch of stuff that'll go into the decks that I've got, which are all pretty rubbish at the moment. But <laughs> it will help. Well, that's good. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Any spoilers in there? I mean, is it with the show or is it with the the books? It's um. Well, it's off the books because it's somewhat in advance of the show. Um, I know there's an edition that is show branded, at least of the core set, but I don't know if they're doing that for all, I don't think they're going to do that for all the, um, the various expansion sets because there's quite a few of those already. So they're all just artwork instead of, um, photography, which is nice. Well, cool. Very hmm. cool. Since we've came to the end of all that, um, I guess it's time to move on and award a red card. What is this bizarro world? Well, red card is our chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, whether they're unusual announcements, complete fails of action figures, or like tonight's even worse. And uh, I'm going to hand out the penalty this week. So I will hand it over to myself. <laughs> and this week, um, you guys know I like little, uh, some of the blind bag stuff and the minifigures and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah. a while back, uh, Mrs. Nerd had, had graciously subscribed me to something called Nerd Block, which mm-hmm. you, I think I've mentioned it before. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, they, every month they send me a t-shirt and a bunch of, uh, you know, cool little, pop culture items and I've gotten everything. I've got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pop vinyl. Uh, this month I had got, uh, Walking Dead mini mates. Oh, okay. Excellent. So, you know, there's, there's really cool stuff in there. And then every once in a while they throw an item in and you're like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I don't know that I'd go collect a whole bunch of them, but, um, in one of them, there was a little red egg shaped thing and it said Marvel mashables on it. And so I was like, Ooh, something Marvel. That's always you know, cool. And I open it up and in it is a tiny Nick Fury head with um little tiny arms and a feet sticking out of him. <laughs> and um he's made out of like rubber material that if you squish him, he bulges out kinda like you were popping a zit. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like sticky 
rubber and you can stretch him, you know, probably twice his length of his body. Um, and he's very sticky and he has probably some of the worst paint. And I imagine that paint is probably because he's rubber and, uh, you know, when they go to paint him, he's probably stretching. Uh, I have no idea what, what people were thinking. You know, when they he actually he looks half finished. I mean, uh, are his gloves and and boots white? Like why yeah. is this? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, they're all white, and there's just a little bit of black, um, like almost a dark blue, for where his uniform would be on the back of his arms and the back of his body. Yeah. Okay, so they've gone with sort of a comic accurate shield uniform. Yeah, but then you know this is obviously the. Uh, the movie Nick Fury because it's no 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 that's that's the comic Nick Fury yeah he does kind of look like that now unfortunately well yeah. but he's got the the big scars around his eye like the the movie one mm-hmm. so I don't know what they, <laughs> what they were getting at well you know you, you can give him any size head that you really want to because you can you know squeeze it and you know, get this mm. big bubble off the side um, it does it does look very awkward. Yeah. yeah, I just, I, you know, they, they did some non, they did some Iron Man, I think, in this line, too. And I, I could see it with a character like that. But for a human character, it's just, you know, creepy. I, imagine <laughs> see, if you're a kid and you open this up. and oh, I don't, like, I don't see this as being the sort of thing that, that is kind of kid friendly. This, this to me just says adult collector. Like, I think kids would find this very awkward and not have much interest in it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go you on, I'll go on further. To me, this says prosthetic testicle. <laughs> like it just, it just looks like someone went, oh, we got this stuff. What can we use it for? Well, we could try and make a prosthetic testicle out of it. Yeah, okay. Anything else? Well, wait a minute. You may not want to do that. Cause let me read you. There's a little insert card. And on the insert card, it says, do not modify Mashems or launcher. Mashems are not intended for wood surfaces. Staining may occur. <laughs> wait, it gets better. Dispose of the product if it leaks. In case of liquid contact with eyes or mouth, flush immediately with water. If irritation re- remains, contact a physician. Wow. That right. sounds pretty lethal. So so not only is this like one of the ugliest things I've seen in the past year or two, um, it apparently can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so reassuring. Yeah, so... So you've called up and got the MSDS for it? Uh, no, it's they. They actually sent this with it, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what they were what they were thinking. Uh, <laughs> I would have put that in bigger letters on the side, you know. Do not touch. <laughs> don't yeah. touch, Willie. This is definitely not for me. Yeah. It's it's not for anybody, and for that reason, it's getting my red card. Unlock the power of the deluxe legendary morpher with the power to morph into any Power Ranger. To unlock the power and take on evil. Activate lights and sounds. There are 60 unique ranger keys you can collect to unlock all the power and sounds of the deluxe legendary morpher, Mighty Morphin, Mega Force, Super Mega Force, and more. Go, go, Super Mega Force. Power Ranger Deluxe Legendary Morpher comes with two keys. Other keys sold separately. Ask your parents to download the free Power Ranger scanner app to scan and morph into your favorite Power Ranger. Well, this evening I'm joined by two very special gentlemen, um, XV from superhero time podcast and uh william b west of 
various podcasts. And if you travel in the same circles on Twitter, I do. He's been on just about every podcast I could think of. So, uh, welcome to the show, gentlemen. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, obviously I've brought you two guys here for something very special. We are doing, uh, greatest toy line of all time. And, uh, you know, I, I always thought of Power Rangers as kind of a kid's toy and I hate to say it, but I always thought of like bendums and stuff. So, um, I've kind of, I became more aware in the toy aisle of Power Rangers stuff lately. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, that's been around for a long time and I got looking at it and I was really kind of surprised. So, um, you guys are both Power Rangers fans and that's why I got you here. So let me just start off by, uh, by asking XV, how did you become a Power Rangers fan? Um, well, on August 28th, 1993, it was on TV and I watched it. <laughs> so, I mean, I've literally been there since day one with it. Um, you know, back in the age where if you were lucky, your parents could line up outside of Toys R Us before it opened in the morning and maybe get you a Power Rangers toy for the whole year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Power Rangers was, Power Rangers was the Tickle Me Elmo and Furby of 1993. You know, everybody was mad for those toys and you barely could get any of it. I had, I think, five, uh, by the time 1994 ended. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that scarce. Yeah, yeah. For the first year or so, it was, and you know, after that, the fad kind of died down, and it was a lot easier to get stuff. But I mean, it it was definitely it was a big thing back then. So you've been collecting since you were younger, we'll say. Um, I was nine years old when Power Rangers started. Okay, so you were in that sweet spot. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was I was already at the point where my dad was giving me kind of sideways glances for wanting yeah. to uh, keep buying toys. But, you know, you like what you like. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, what about you, Will? How, how did you become a Power Rangers fan? I have a similar story. I watched it that same morning and have been a fan ever since. Although I was slightly older. I was about 12. And I remember after seeing the first episode, I said, this piece of crap will never last. <laughs> but I... <laughs> But but I tend to like underdog kind of things. Like, I watched it, and it didn't really blow me away, but I still was an instant fan, if that makes any sense to you. So, like XV was saying, it was impossible to get those toys that first year, although my mom managed to get me the red and black rangers, as well as, like, a smaller Megazord. So, that was pretty much all I had to hold on to until, like, 94. And then 94, I kind of had like the golden touch where I managed to find most of the stuff and we would like run from Toys R Us to Toys R Us and I'd be calling and have them holding stuff for me. So 94 is really when like the collecting bug took over because you could actually find the stuff. Oh man, that takes me back so good. That is such nostalgia there with your story, Will. Oh yeah, I, the, like that was back in the days where like Toys R Us employees were actually helpful and they would stock stuff for you. <laughs> it was it was back in the days when a Toys R Us was a toy store worth going to. Exactly, exactly. And you never really thought about like we don't have Walmart where I live, and Kmart was kind of on the decline with toys. So Toys R Us was pretty much all you had. You didn't even really think to call KB because KB was that like last ditch thing if you're in the mall and you don't feel 
going to Toys R Us. Although, but, to KB's credit, that's where I got my White Tiger Zord in 94. So, I mean, it, they weren't always on the back end. True, true. And they were also really good to Power Rangers during times when other retailers weren't. Because, like, mm-hmm. when they were reissuing the single figures of things like Wild Force and things like that's how I completed those lines. So, <laughs> KB was really good to Power Rangers. But, again, like XV, I've been there since day one. See, you guys kind of probably hit that about, like, because I was about seven, six or seven when Star Wars came out. So I'll give you an idea. But I kind of hit about that same, you know, it was that same kind of age thing for me where, okay, I'm hitting this, it's coming out, and I got excited about it. So I I, I, I understand you guys. But um, since you guys are throwing some things out there like Zords and things, what what are kind of the main components of this line? What 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 do you guys see making up the Power Rangers toy lines? I, I well, think, well, go ahead, Will. Why don't you start? Well, I was just going to say the Zords are the key component, and that's their, I guess I'm going to really dumb it down and say their vehicles that they assemble into a larger. Like for most people who aren't familiar with Japanese culture and those shows, they say, oh, it's Voltron or ripped off Voltron. So <laughs> their Zords are pretty much the things that form the larger robot. But um, with Power Rangers, that's a key toy as well as the figures. And the figures have been every unusual scale you could possibly imagine. <laughs> like when they launched, they were eight inches and there was nothing else compatible with them. And then they shrunk down to five and a half inches and there was nothing compatible with them. And now they are there's a four inch and a five inch line with various articulation but so the zords are an important component the figures are another important component and then you've got the role play toys which pretty much are comprised of whatever morpher is the morpher du jour or their sidearm or their sword and that kind of thing that that's my component i'll let i'll let xv take this part what explain a morpher Okay, okay, so Power Rangers are superheroes, and unlike your typical comic book style, they transform into their spandex suits. The Morpher is a little piece of technology that they wear on their wrist or hold in their hand, and that changes them into a Power Ranger. So every year, there's some kind of wrist-worn device, or a lot more lately, they're designed to look like cell phones. So whatever the gimmick is for that year's toy line, it'll be incorporated into that primarily. Okay. Well, I hear you guys talk about keys a lot. How's this whole key thing come into collecting? Okay, I'll take this one. (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, quick background. Power Rangers is adapted from the Japanese Super Sentai series. Um, A couple years ago, there was one called Gokaiger. It's the pirate-themed one. It's what we have as Super Megaforce now. Its gimmick was keys in the shape of all the past uh, Ranger characters from the Sentai. So we've got our own version of those now. They're smaller. Um, they're spring-loaded. You just tap them on the side. There's not even a – you just tap them, the spring releases, and then it flips up to make the key. Um, so now while Japan had keys for all 199 heroes up to that point um, – Bandai of America is doing about 60 because they're omitting almost all of the keys based on female rangers, and a lot of the sixth rangers are not getting keys either. Okay. Uh, but in the show, the keys let them access the power and uh, assume the identity of any past power ranger. Oh. 
So that's, they can morph, then they can morph again into another Power Ranger and use those powers and abilities. Okay. I'm catching on now. (laughs) Now, one thing I've noticed as I've been walking through the aisles is there seems to be a lack of opponents for, in this line. You know, I've seen all sorts of Rangers. Mm-hmm. But I I never see like the bad guys. Is is that a, a true statement, or is am I just missing it? No, that's pretty true. Okay. Um, in the first two years of the Power Rangers line, there was a lot of support for villain characters. Um, the eight inch line had I think two waves. Will um, yeah, like eight total villain figures. Um, and then the second year, there was like twenty villain figures compared to the six Power Ranger figures they released in that line. Oh wow! In the in the five and a half inch scale. So I mean, those were those were the years. If you wanted toys of bad guys for your Power Rangers to beat up on you, it was a gold mine. Yeah, things were good up until through about Turbo, and then after Turbo, the villain figures. And for people not familiar with Power Rangers, Turbo is what is that season five? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah the fifth but series. It was the fifth series, and. You had five and a half inch villains for that wave, and then after that, they pretty much just kind of stopped support for the villains. Now, you have about one or two per series, like, usually there's the army builder, and then there's like a general, but mm-hmm. you, like you said, you really don't see as many as you see of the rangers. Yeah, typically now you'll get maybe four villain figures in a good, uh, like, complete line. Um, but I mean, there's been, uh, lines like Jungle Fury, which was in 2007, I think, uh, where there was only two. So, I mean, it, it varies a lot from series to series. Samurai got us up to, I think, maybe five because that actually went over the course of two years. Right. Wow. So, you know, the, the thing that impressed me about this as a toy line is it's pretty much been on shelf since it came out originally, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, I don't know that there's another toy line that has been continuously on the shelves really for that long in in that kind of form. Well, Transformers, uh, you know, Generation 2 brought Transformers back after its brief break, and that was the same year Power Rangers started, and Transformers has been with us um, the entire time since. So, I mean, I think those two are like your main main contenders for long-lived toy line. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people like me that, that are the Star Wars collectors and the, the more, you know, early 80s collectors that just oh, yeah. never really, really paid attention to it. And, um, you know, I got to say your podcast has probably been responsible for me even becoming more aware and appreciative of it. And I'm sure it's responsible for a lot of other things going on in your head, but we probably yeah. shouldn't get into that. No, no. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, people like Will talking about it and stuff, I'm like, what are they talking about Power Rangers all the time for? How, what is, I, I'm gonna have to go watch some or something, so. But, um. It was the number one boys toy for like his first 10 years of existence, too. So, not only has it been around, but it's been up there at the top. And even when Power Rangers hasn't been number one overall, it's uh, almost always been the number one seller for Bandai of America. It's basically, there's been years where it has literally kept Bandai in business hmm. in America. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm learning all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> what what do you guys like to collect in the line today? I mean, what what appeals to you as the adult collector? Or grown-up a collector, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because being an adult is all in your head anyway. Uh, yeah. 
Um, like the thing I really get a kick out of is the role play toys. You know, I like to have the guns and the morphers and, you know, run around like I'm five years old. I, okay. I never grew out of that. Well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. What, what, um, are there any key ones that are kind of out there for you that you really, you really like or? Um, I, I think probably my favorite, um, it's a morpher toy. It's the one from Power Rangers in Space, which was, uh, the sixth season. Um, I actually have the Japanese version, but the American one's almost identical to it. It functions exactly the same way. It's just, it's a wrist-worn device. It's got a number pad on it, and different combinations of numbers make different sounds. It's a really simple thing, but it's also just fun to play with. I can, I can appreciate that. I think that's, I think that style really where there's number pads and combinations and it'll do a lot of different stuff is what, that's like what really catches me with the Morpher toys. Well, that's cool. You, you know, but you're not into cosplay, right? Oh no. Okay. I, I don't have to build for that. Oh, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm a little too much around the middle for that. Yeah, unless they want, you know, thug looking guy and you're, you know. I guess, I guess I could I, cosplay bulk, but. Yeah. Creepy old dude. That's who I can cosplay. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are good at that. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Will? What 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 do you see as an adult collector being kind of like the 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 draw towards this line? Ooh, that's really tough because I am sort of coming back to the toy side of it. Like I made this stupid, stupid vow to myself when I was like in college and an outcast and sneaking around watching Power Rangers when everyone else was just getting drunk and everything where I was like, I will watch this show until it ends. (laughs) I had no clue. No clue that it would last this long. So I've been watching the show, but not as into the toys. One thing that I've been doing, um, I don't know if you've seen on my blog, I have this thing called Thrift Justice, where stuff that I find in thrift stores. And I've actually been rebuilding piece by piece older Megazords from parts that I find in thrift stores. So that's kind of my pet project. Like, I don't buy any of the current stuff because I know if I wait long enough, some kid will get tired of his and it'll end up in a thrift store. I've ended up with morphers that I missed. I've ended up with Zords that I missed. So that's kind of my, the draw for me right now is getting the old stuff. But for the adult collector, and we can probably explain these a little better than I can, but there's the SH Figuarts. Oh yeah, we're familiar with them. I've got a couple of those. I've got one because I can't, that's a rabbit hole. I'm really trying not to fall down, but they are such amazing figures and they're clearly not for children at like $45 a pop, but those, I can see myself getting into a lot of trouble with those. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, the figure arts for the Power Rangers designs have not really gone over well in Japan and support's kind of backing off for those, but I mean, there's no question they're amazing action figures, especially compared to the kind of thing that most American toy buyers uh, would be used to before they start getting into the import stuff. Right. I mean, these even these even like exceed Marvel Legends generally. Oh, definitely. Because I'm a, a Marvel Legends guy, and they don't hold a candle to the figure arts. It's enough. I mean, from one to the next, they're not really different enough for me to keep an interest at you know forty five dollars or so each to like right. fill out a whole team or multiple teams. Yeah, I noticed they've had they've brought a couple of those in at Toys R Us, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, 
Power Rangers Samurai Shinkanger, they were, um, the packaging was Shinkanger, that was the Japanese name for the series, um, and they had the red and the gold rangers. Yeah, I noticed, and they didn't keep them, they kept them over in the, uh, collector, I noticed whenever I saw them, so. Uh. That seemed to vary by store in my experience. Right, I always found them in the general Power Rangers area, and I always felt bad because you just know some parent just took that up to a register and was like, thirty dollars. <laughs> I like I was conscientious about it. If I saw it like sitting on the wrong like shelf tag, I would move it just because I know I wouldn't want to be bamboozled like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're amazing figures for collectors, but I mean, the sticker shock is uh, very much a thing. So do you do you guys like or uh, this is more of a question for XV how how deep is your collection is it It's not very um because I don't I don't really like get big into the action figures I you know I had that that phase of my collecting was more in my younger days and now it's more like every year I look around and you know hey cool role play toy I'll pick one of those up you know I I generally don't even buy the Zords anymore All right and the Zords combined together, am I, am I understanding that right? Most like, most do, yeah. Okay. Um, in the last four years or so, uh, Bandai's actually developed a system that's gone through all the lines since then. They call Zord Builder, which basically every Megazord and uh, related toy that comes out has compatible pegs and ports. So you can take from 2010's line and combine it with 2013's toys. So, you know, the longer you buy these, the more you get, the more unique and huge and, you know, monstrous creations you can actually plug together out of all your different Megazord toys. So it's kind of like the the old Micronauts were, where you can kind of universally put them together. I don't know. Micronauts was kind of before my time, dude. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We also... Go ahead. We we got another important though um adult collector thing with the legacy series because with it being like the anniversary year and everything they're reissuing a lot of the original toys like there's the legacy dragon dagger which the dragon dagger was the weapon of the original green ranger and these are higher end for adult collectors they're retailing at like 60 to 70 dollars so they're definitely not meant for kids oh. but they're old enough they come from a line old enough that it's really tapping into the nostalgia market because now everybody's like, oh, I remember the Dragon Zord and Legacy Dragon Zord's on the way. And they just announced Legacy Titanus, which means you'll now be able to create Legacy Ultra Zord. So the Legacy $200 on Titanus. Exactly. Exactly. Which there's, I have not tapped into the Legacy line, A, because I have the originals, and B, I like paying my bills. (laughs) (laughs) I like eating. Yeah, I do too. No, it's important though, um, like the Legacy Dragon Dagger and the Legacy Power Morpher are not, they're not just reissues of the original toys. These are actually complete new toolings for this purpose. They've actually gone and made completely new toys just for this collector line. Oh. Well, that's pretty right. impressive. Yeah, because uh, the coin die cast and everything. What is different about the Dragon Dagger? Um, it's bigger. It's proportioned a little bit more closely to the the show prop. Um, it has uh, diff- it has a functionality similar to the Japanese version of the original toy, uh, where the mouthpiece of the flute uh, is actually a button that you press with your mouth to make it start making the sounds. Oh. Okay. And the power. 
the Power Morpher is a little bit bigger. Uh, the original toy for an adult's hand, you can only really get your first three fingers into it. And if you look close in the show, you can see the actors doing the same thing. So the Legacy Power Morpher, you can get all four fingers into the handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's bigger. It's got uh, nice die-cast plates on the front. So if you want to go punch somebody in the face, it's a really good brass knuckles. But you hold it differently than the original one, correct? Because I have both, but I played with the Legacy one for about five minutes, and then I kind of wished I had my $60 back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a um, little bit of trivia there. The uh, stickers on the original Power Morpher toy were technically upside down. They were designed backwards. So the way that it was held in the show was with the handle in the lower half of the toy, but the toy's stickers made it work where it was the upper half which was incorrect. The the leg morpher actually corrects that and has more show-accurate stickers. Right, because it says Power Rangers instead of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I bought that one. And see, this is another thing, John, about how, like, they're sort of milking the adult collector, is they released the Legacy Morpher with the five coins. But, of course, everybody loves the sixth Ranger, be it Green Ranger or White Ranger. So then for San Diego, they released the Green Ranger, White Ranger Morpher, which just was a gold morpher because his was a different color. And it has the two coins, and the fandom lost their minds. They were like, is this a San Diego exclusive? He's the ranger we love, blah, blah, blah. So finally, it's been released to retail, and they're trickling into Toys R Us like I found one a week ago. So now if you want to get all seven coins, you have to pay $120 to buy this thing twice. And the the San Diego version was actually gold-plated faceplates. Right. Whereas the the Toys R Us one is just gold paint. Right, right. Hmm. Like the gold Gose Morpher that they had at San Diego. Uh, The less said about that, the better, though. (laughs) I mean, in either case, what are they thinking? Right, right. Let let me ask you guys, what... Other than these things, what, what are really the highlights of the line? What, what are the, the must have pieces for what you would get her a collector? That's a tough question. Cause I mean, there is 20 years of stuff here. Um, I think, you know, for the adult collector who is probably at least far enough back in it to remember the original, uh, first couple seasons, you know, Bandai's already kind of hitting that with the legacy Zords and the legacy Morpher and Dragon Dagger. Um, you know, I don't think it's, it doesn't feel like it's as necessary anymore to go and backtrack like the vintage toys because some of these are better than that and other ones are just as good. Um, but I mean, there's, there's cool stuff from the middle. There's the Astro Morpher I was talking about from Power Rangers in Space. Um, even some of the stuff from Mystic Force, which was one of the, uh, Disney seasons, uh, you know, it has a lot of that kind of function too. I mean, they're just, they're cool toys to have. They may not tickle the nostalgia quite the same way, but it doesn't make them any less fun as toys. I think a lot of the sort of holy grail pieces that people tend to have are when you go back into the line, because we're at 20 years now, but if you watch the show, then the narrative from Mighty Morphin pretty much ends after In Space. So you've got a story arc that was essentially six years long, but... 
And those are the things that people remember when people think of like, oh, Tommy, Tommy was on the team. Well, Tommy left in turbo, but his like his legacy still kind of lived on around that. And there's Zordon who gave him their powers. Zordon, quote unquote, dies and in space. So a lot of people, especially like my age, when they think back and like the stuff they would really, really want is pre Disney, but it's pretty much basically ends at in space. Yeah, and, like, before the Legacy Power Morpher came out, the the original Power Morpher toy was one of the most expensive toys you could actually, like, either want to buy or have to sell. Yep. I flipped one for $80 that I got for $0.90. Cents. I hate you, Will, like, so much. <laughs> I used to have the thrift store touch, but it dried up. My powers are gone. I think that's happening to everybody lately, actually. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, if I had to ask you guys in in like a couple of sentences, what would you say makes Power Rangers the, a really good candidate for the greatest toy line of all time? What what would your answers be? We'll We'll start with Will on this one. I think it's longevity. There's nothing that really comes close to it. We mentioned Transformers, but even Transformers didn't always have show support behind it. If it had, like, Generation 2, then weren't those just the repackaged Generation 1s? Like, Power Rangers hasn't gone away. There, there have been years where people forgot it existed, and it has bounced from company to company to network to network to time slot to time slot. But it has been going continuously since 1993 with toy lines to support it. And just with that in mind, I mean, G.I. Joe can't say that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles can't say that. All of these, like lines that hold in high esteem star wars can't say that in a lot of ways because i mean it disappeared and then we got power of the force and then you the prequels so i think just its staying power is really and it, it really hasn't skimped i think the quality it depends on who you ask but i think the quality has pretty much stayed on course throughout most of the line so I, I honestly, it's staying power and just its consistency really make it the greatest toy line to me. And I think, I think like pursuant to that, you know, there's over 20 years with each year having a different kind of theme. There's a lot of variety in that. So basically anybody could go into that and look through what's come before and find something that will appeal to them. You know, there's been series that are spaceships. There's been series that are cars. There's a hell of a lot of series that are animals. Um, of all different shapes and sizes. You know, there's, there's literally... <laughs> Do what now? I said, and dinosaurs. Well, yes, of course, the dinosaurs. <laughs> Always the perennial favorite. Um, but I mean, there is something anybody can go into that and find an appeal for. You know, somebody can find something to like in at least one Power Rangers series. Hmm. What? That does make it sound like a pretty good candidate. Um, you know, I, you guys have enlightened me quite a bit, you know, and that's, that's something that, you know, I, I hadn't thought about is that, you know, whether, cause like Star Wars, if you're a Star Wars collector, you know, you gotta think, ah, oh, I need this, I need that, I need that. But with this, it kind of seems like it changes up enough that where you could like parts of it and not other parts and collect what you like and, and really get into it that way. Oh, absolutely. There's been years of Power Rangers where I hated what the theme was or what the show was like, or, I mean, there was just nothing interesting for me in the toy line. 
you know, I mean, it, it changes up every year. So every time you go to it, it's, you know, it's a fresh start, a new chance to find, hey, that's some cool stuff. And if you don't like this year, well, try again next time. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, I think you guys have made a pretty good case here. So um, we'll be interested to hear what the, the audience feedback is. But um, I want to give each of you a little bit of time. And um, we'll start with XV. So XV, tell us, tell folks where they can find you and, and a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm one of the hosts of Superhero Time, the Internet's most offensive podcast about children's television. Um, we talk a lot about the Japanese Super Sentai Power Rangers is adapted from Kamen Rider and, of course, Power Rangers. Um, we update Tuesdays at tokupodcast.com or just radio.net. Um, but more importantly for me tonight, um, my friend and one of my co-hosts from Superhero Time, J.D. Church, passed away earlier this month. Um, he left many expenses for his wife. Um, the TF Radio family has come together to start a fundraiser to help meet those expenses. And if anyone listening would like to donate to honor his memory and help ease the burden on his wife, Amanda, um, please go to tfradio.net slash JD for more information on how you can do that. Uh, we're so thankful for everybody who's donated. And anything that anyone can give uh, is a major help here. Yeah, I I got a second that that um JD's going to be missed. He, yeah, he was a big absolutely. part of that show and uh you know, he was a good part of the reason I kept listening in the beginning. I can tell you that. So Yeah, JD was an amazing person and I mean, we all feel his loss so so deeply. Well, I know we were all really sorry to hear hear of his passing and uh you know, our best wishes go out to all you guys and and to his wife. So, thank you. Well, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at William B. West or my website, which is WilliamBruceWest.com. I have a feature every week. It's called the West Week Ever. It's on Friday where I just kind of recap pop culture for the week and what I've been up to. Um, if you like buying toys, I have WillsWonders.com. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And you're basically on every podcast under the sun at some point or another. <laughs> I am a professional podcast guest. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that at all, because I always enjoy listening to you, because you're always entertaining, for sure. So well, Thank you, and thanks for having me, because I've been wanting to get on here, and now it's a dream. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. So It's always fun to come on somebody else's show and ruin their carpet. Eh, you know. <laughs> I, I'm here, so, you know, already takes care of that, so they, they make me mop up after, though. Well, gentlemen, I want to say thank you very much for coming on, and we'll be right back after this. Zoids, mechanoid combat warriors. Skill puts them together. Mechanical precision brings them to life. Build, customize, mobilize. Zords. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. Some assembly required. Well, gentlemen, we've came almost to the end, and we have just a couple of little bits of business to finish off here. And Ben, why don't you lay, lay some news on us here? Yeah, I just want to remind people that the Action Figure Blues Forum currently has a custom comp. Uh, running at the moment, uh, we've had a pretty good uh, history with these sorts of things, and the current one 
we have underway is the Scum and Villainy custom comp. Um, that sounds pretty uh, straightforward, but uh, just to expand a little bit, uh, it's all about the bad guys. So if you want to um, get your paintbrush and, and such uh, so forth out and put together a, a custom of a, a villain, um, doesn't matter what uh, part of pop culture the villain comes from, doesn't matter what scale, um, just get that figure painted up and get some photos. Uh, and send them through to Scotty at uh, at Action Figure Blues. Um, you know, just go along to the forum, have a bit of a read through the uh, the, uh, the the main topic there, and get the details. And uh, if you can do that by May tenth, you could be in the running to be uh, the Grandmaster. I'm I'm actually carving a Scott figure out of a Tim Tam. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I don't know if I'll have it done in time though. <laughs> so it's a stacking. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be as articulated as Scott is. I wonder if you ever got around to eating it, whether, you know, like voodoo, he'd feel it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> uh, very good. That's all I had. Well, gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun tonight. It has. Indeed. Outstanding. Been a lot of fun. And uh, as always, it's great to talk to you guys. Yeah. It is, isn't it? It's a highlight of my week whenever I talk to you guys. Oh, oh we appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> and with that, we will say good night, Argentina. Good night, Argentina. Good night, Argentina. Bye. Bye. Remember, have your pet spayed or neutered. You. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Ever freaking do that to me again with that? <laughs> <laughs> I know Adam picks the most friggin' long ass name stuff to talk about. <laughs> I practiced it before you guys got online. That's the only reason I get through it. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he's he's going to do like the Marvel Universe Puck figure, and tonight our discussion, our uh, toy of the week is Puck. Yeah. <laughs> so we can only host like <laughs> Toy of the Week a Slinky <laughs> Minimum for an item and then you're paying for your shipping so I guess you're basically saying if you wanted the $75 worth of our Lego you, for the cost of your shipping you get a mini fig mm. hmm. <laughs> um, alright okay <laughs> Five-second break.
<laughs> that was awesome. Oh, that was just, that was such perfect timing. I love it. I love it. So anyway, brow. <laughs> uh. For people that are interested in this kind of thing, I did actually go and find out. This was sculpted by Katsuhisa Yamaguchi. Um, so, congratulations to you, sir. You have done your job. Um, Cats are smart. Yeah, as far as a dolly rating goes, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's an ugly looking socket to begin with. Um, but it is achieving its brief, so it's hard to take too many points off for that. Um, paint issues is a bit of a pain in the ass. Pause for just a second. Sure. Who's listening to the kitty litter commercial? Not me. Kitty litter? Yeah, like I just heard a commercial playing. No. Okay, never mind. Never mind. John's gone crazy. Yeah, that might be. Go ahead. Continue on, Adam. I do not know where that commercial is playing. That's bugging me. Well, I actually don't have anything open except the um, the script. It's the, it's the only tab slash browser slash whatever that I've got open. I have the script and my Gmail open, and that's it. Weird. I just have the script in my G-stream. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, that'll make the, the outtakes at the end. <laughs> It's just a standard G-string. It's not like a fancy novelty one. Nah, nah. I'm a simple man. 